Hi, and welcome to Barb, 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 the podcast. Today I'm joined by Chris Small, an engineer from right here in the St. John area and a really good friend of mine. We talk about his side hustle, which is really interesting how he's turned uh, little jokes from the Weekly Planet into a very interesting hobby that has found him thousands of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook followers. Enjoy! Thank you for joining me. It's great to be here. My pleasure. I'm going to try really hard to uh, not take it personally that you have eight times as many Instagram followers that I have. I've been working hard on my brand for many years. It's like it was a secret life that I learned that you were living. But there's, I can qualify that too. If you, I don't have any Instagram followers. I have no, a very little social media presence at all. I stay away from it, generally speaking. But this dumb thing that I've taken on, this project, for something that I enjoy has garnered a lot of social media attention. It's like I've got a little brother, and he's doing well. People love him, and I'm just in the background laughing along. The project that you have, uh, Weekly Planet Posters, yes. um, is, is a, a parody? Is that what you would call it? It's, it's a good question. I never really thought of a name for it. It's kind of, in a way, it's like a fan account. Um, it's based on jokes, throwaway lines, uh, one-off comments that are made on a podcast that I really like, that I've been listening to for years, for six or seven years now. And it, it, I take those things as, as prompts and turn them into something graphical. Uh, it's it's you could almost call it a meme account, but a very niche one to a very specific fandom of this podcast, The Weekly Planet. It doesn't get very much more complicated than that. There is stuff I've put on that's my own. You know, it's kind of grown a little bit beyond that, uh, but very little. Generally speaking, most of the material comes from that, and most of the people following me are fans like me. They're just people who also love it. And they hear it on the podcast, they come over to my Instagram feed, they see that I made a poster, and they laugh, and I'm laughing, and it's all a bunch of fun. So the podcast that you're talking about is called Weekly Planet, and it's uh, out of Australia? Yes, Melbourne. So it's two fellas um, out of Melbourne, Australia, James Clement, Nick Mason. They started this thing, again, quite a few years ago. They're on episode, they're, they're getting close to episode 400 right now. They talk about comic books, movies, television, video games. Um, it's conversations that these two guys would be having anyway. They're funny, they're witty, they've got great takes. And uh, what personally, I th- what brings keeps me there, and I think what keeps a lot of people there, is it's a very wholesome kind of situation. Like these two guys are, uh, they're not dicks. You know what I mean? They're not assholes. I don't know if you've been on the internet. I've been there, yes. Full of assholes. <laughs> and particularly a lot of these like nerd fandoms, nerd cultures and stuff, there's so much gatekeeping and there's like targeted harassment and like you go into, you want to like Star Wars, but then you go into a Star Wars discussion group or something and there's a bunch of racists and homophobes and sexists and people are like, there's too many women in Star Wars, all this kind of bullshit yeah and and that's 
I mean, I'm picking on Star Wars, but that's kind of, you see that element in so many nerd culture, fandoms, pop culture. These two guys are just not that. They are inclusive, they're wholesome. They take an approach where you just like what you like. If you hate the new Star Wars, fine. There's going to be another Star Wars. They're going to make them to, for, the, for the rest of time. They've not taken away the ones that you liked when you were a kid. I think I'm at a point in my life where that resonates with me. Like, these little petty things don't mean anything. So they've really put themselves into into that concept of the podcast, or, or else it just comes through the podcast uh, by nature of them just riffing and being themselves. And I think what has happened as a result of that is that it's built a community of people who appreciate that and kind of pay that forward. And I've seen that since the first time I posted one of those posters. I was nervously putting it out there. And people were just like, oh, yeah, bring it in. Do more. Do this one. Do this joke. Do this joke. Right up to the top, right up to James and Nick themselves have been super, super supportive. And it's so refreshing to be able to go into those that community and talk, riff jokes, all that kind of stuff, and just have that there. It's one of those situations, and there's so few of them out there, where you can just walk in and you can kind of assume everybody's a feminist. That's pretty rare, especially on the internet. So you've, you've touched on a bit of, you know, you're, you're listening to the podcast and you're, you're hearing them, you know, riff and make jokes, but the posters that you're creating are joke titles for popular current and older movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, explain what you what what you do. Well, what I do with the, my feed is I'll take those jokes. Maybe I'll, and maybe I'll talk about kind of scope of those yeah. jokes in a bit. Um, but you, you hit on it. Basically, I'll take an existing, typically an existing movie poster. I've done book covers. I've done a lot of comic book covers. Uh, there's posters for TV shows now, so those go into the fold. There's posters for movies that don't exist. <laughs> um, but what will happen on in the course of a podcast is they'll refer to something, they'll refer to a movie by a different title. Usually it's a joke. Sometimes it's because they don't remember it. They genuinely don't know <laughs> the name of this movie. They're searching for it, and it's, it's a train of thought that's coming out. And it kind of comes back to how we talk about movies to each other, right? If I were to talk to you about Mission Impossible movie, um, whatever it is, Project Critical or some crazy Mission Impossible <laughs> movie. Nobody's going to know what that is because big tentpole franchise movies nowadays are all the movies in a franchise. They're all the same, right? It's Tom Cruise doing a crazy thing. But if I say, oh, it's, it's Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise climbs a tower in Dubai, then you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's that one. Uh, there are other times when, when they're talking about a movie and they're just kind of being reductive or satirical, right? So they'll... Uh, they've called Mortal Kombat spin kicking a big Muppet because <laughs> of the, the the practical effects in that old movie, uh, the Harrison dog, Harrison Ford dog movie, which is that the Call of the Wild, which is I think last year maybe. I don't know much more about it than it's a Harrison Ford dog movie, so it kind of fits. And and they've been doing this since the first episode of the podcast. Some of it is just complete nonsense. Like they'll refer to Donnie Darko as Donald Darkatron or something. <laughs> and what I do with those is I'll take that, I'll take the original poster, and I'll replicate that with, by removing the old title and placing the new one on as faithfully as I can. That's the kind of thing that ticks my boxes. I really, 
am a sucker for getting it as close as I can, like get all those minute details. That's the podcast. That's where the stuff comes from. Making dumb things in Photoshop is something that I've done for 25 years. It was also into the like the punk scene. We were making posters all the time. And we would be doing like literal cut and paste. We'd cutting them out, gluing them on a poster and photocopying them, right? And my dad saw this. He was always very curious about what I was doing with these things. And it was an exacto knife in, in my bedroom with piles of paper. And he's like, you know, you might might be interested in this computer program so we probably had like a 286 or 386 at home and he turned me on to this it was corel draw it was like a uh, a vector program and it, and he just brought it home put it on the computer and he said here and he handed me this training course on a vhs tape that came <laughs> in the box and i just kind of devoured it and i started playing with it i could make things fast forward to um about 1995 and I was in school going to school for engineering a lot of my friends were in the craft college and they were doing computer graphics it was kind of the early days of of formal computer graphics training then some buddies of mine said oh you know Chris Chris has dabbled with his stuff maybe he can come and help us do these whatever projects Mm. they were having these kind of art projects they showed me Photoshop 3 I think is what it was at the time with layers it was I can make a lot of dumb stuff that makes me <laughs> laugh with this program. And I've been doing it ever since. Yeah, and the podcast, it, it's just, it, it came into my life as it did. I think a lot of people, uh, it was a very positive impact. Uh, the guys talk about that a lot, that they, and they hear about that a lot. And um, yeah, it's a great show. Can't recommend it highly enough. And I always was aware of those jokes, but then there was one point like around November 2019, I think, October. They'd been doing this gag forever, renaming movies. And I'd laugh along. But this one time, uh, it was for the movie Onward. I think it's a Pixar movie or a DreamWorks movie. James mentions the title of this movie in his way, describing the synopsis briefly as a title. Uh, I think it was, uh, my dad is just legs and we're elves or something. (laughs) Scrambling through trying to... Nick goes, ah, ha, ha, what, what's the actual title? And he, goes, and he doubles down. He said, no, that is the title. That's the title. And that was just, a, you know, they had that joke going for a minute. I thought, hey, I could make a poster of that because that's the kind of dumb thing I do. I did that and put it out in some of the fan communities. Like there's a Reddit, a uh, subreddit. Uh, there's a, a Facebook group. And it really got a bunch of traction. And people were like, were laughing. And then they were coming back and saying, oh, you should do one for this joke when they called this movie such and such or this one. And then one of the editors that they have, uh, Rob Collings, came in and kind of gave me a uh, greatest hits list of maybe a dozen. So I did them. I don't know what clicked when, but I was like, I really enjoy doing this. It's fun. It's making me laugh. It's obviously making other people laugh. few people suggested, oh, you should put this on a Facebook group or you should put them... I could do it on an Instagram or you should do these kind of things. I was like, I don't know. That seems, I don't know. It seems a bit much. What was your hesitation? I, I mean, I generally speaking, I'm an anxious, neurotic <laughs> person. And to this day, every time I post one, I'm like, ah, oh, this one, this is the one that's going to be like, people are going to mass unfollow and go, well, Actually, we've had enough, and this this is one too many. See you later. It's been fun. Wrap it up, and, and that's that. 
what made you, you know, pull the trigger, so to speak, to make the Instagram and put them out there beyond just the, the Reddit? I think bolstered by some of that response in the fan site, like the subreddit and the, and the Facebook group, uh, and a lot of the suggestions to do that, I was right on the border. And so I went on my Twitter, which I probably haven't been on in <laughs> 10 years. And I tagged Nick Mason and James, I think, in on. I was like, hey, I'm Chris. I make these posters of silly things you guys say on the podcast. And I put it out there. And Nick picked it up immediately and retweeted it. And, I mean, he's got a, he's got quite a big following on, on uh, Twitter. And so I thought, well, this is positive, but my personal Twitter account is basically abandoned it's, it's not <laughs> i don't use it so i said that's this is probably the point where i should make a dedicated space for these so i did i pulled the trigger on that instagram and and twitter and i put maybe the first dozen that i had done up there and mason was just retweeting them retweeting them at that point it had become i i hadn't by any means caught up there had been at that point probably easily 300 episodes and we had those greatest hits, but I had no record of the thousands of these movies that, that they had mentioned over the years. But I kind of, starting there and going forward, it became something where I'd listen to the podcast at the beginning of the week. And inevitably, there'd be a few in there that I would pop up on, on Twitter or Instagram. And it just grew. It grew and grew and grew. It's strange to look back, like I, I said a minute ago, how I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, oh, this has done, this particular post has done poorly. But the numbers I was getting back in the at the beginning that made me think, holy shit, this is this is the most interesting thing I've ever done in a group setting because people are really uh, enjoying it. Not a lot of numbers compared to what happens today, but it was enough to to spur me on. And I and I mean I say that just to, to touch back on that concept of how social media numbs you to the experience and, and makes you want to chase the, the higher number or something. Uh, but that's how it started. And what I've been doing, as I said, week to week, putting those out there, and I've been going back and re-listening to the old ones to pick out stuff that I've missed. Like I've heard them all before, but I'm listening to them again. You posted one, I think it was today. I'm, I'm going to read it because I... I actually laughed out loud at it. Okay. Um, so this success. So this is a a, a parody poster of uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, which happens to be uh, one of my top five favorite movies. Uh, I too hate snakes, and I love Harrison Ford. The fake title is uh, Indiana Jones and the first Indiana Jones adventure that he went on on film. But not chronologically, he would have gone on more adventures before that. So I, I laughed at that because, you know, yes, agreed. <laughs> the start of the movie, if anyone hasn't seen it, is, you know, they're running away in a faraway country trying to get a, what is it, like a, not a crystal skull, a gold skull a gold out of a, a, I, I almost called it a temple of doom, but that would get me in trouble because that's a different movie. So, you know, he's running out, he's dodging spears and rolling balls and you know gets on a plane and flies away and then he goes back to his normal everyday job as an archaeologist yeah. and a, pro a professor at a university 
So, you know, clearly he's been around. He yeah. Clearly it is not his first adventure. Anyway, I, I read that and I laughed out loud because I'm like, duh. <laughs> but it, but that's, that's the, the joke, that's the right? Joke, yeah. And sometimes like that, that's kind of one of those borderline ones. Like in the course of the podcast, I'm just kind of taking it in. I'm not necessarily always there with pen and paper waiting for them to say something. Because it's still super enjoyable to me. I look forward to that episode every mo- every Monday or Sunday when it comes out on, on the, that Patreon tier. What they'll do is they'll say say that. That actually wasn't the full thing. I was trying. I wanted to get it in there, and I didn't. But there's this little asterisk at the end of that where they say there's the young Indiana Jones Chronicles and the Temple of Doom, which is technically a prequel. <laughs> in parentheses kind of thing. But they they said that mouthful, and then they went. That's the, was the name of the movie, and it's that joke that kind of that's a running gag through all of the episodes. That is the that, that's the real name. That's yes, the name of the that's movie. That's the seed for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, like I said earlier, it's it's kind of the way people talk about that stuff, right? Um, if you're with a bunch of hardcore nerds who are all into the same thing that you're into, yes, you can talk about the, the, the names of the films, the episodes of the TV show. Like doc, You can name the Doctor Who episode by name, and people will know that uh, if you're in the right group. But if I'm, maybe I'm talking to you about that, and if we've had conversations where you're like, yeah, I don't know anything about any of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'd be the same with things like if you were talking about popular music or thing, I wouldn't know anything. So we Formula One, for example. Yeah, Formula One, <laughs> nothing. I know. A, I know that there is a such thing as a Formula One, and there are people Formula Oneing it. <laughs> and I hope they're having Formula Fun, but I don't know anything else about it at all. But you would dumb that down. You would. You would say you would. You would come at me like I, you know I'm a I'm a Formula One toddler. So you've got to put it in layman's terms at the yeah. very least. And there's part of that in, in those in those titles for sure. I want to go back on to something that you had said earlier about, um, you know, getting getting these posters that you make as close as possible. How can you, uh, you know, pick up on this hilarious Raiders of the Lost Ark joke and, you know, bring up this movie poster? Like, I would just go to my paint, you know, Corel 3, <laughs> Photoshop 3 or whatever, yeah. and I would just start typing. I'd be like, ah, good enough. How do you really hone in so that at first glance somebody might actually think it's a movie poster? Well, you know, obviously until they read it. Yeah, and that that is the point you hit on. That's that I I think I take that part of it on very with with a dedication, probably a neurotic dedication. But I'm interested in the design of those things, and we live in a meme culture. I love memes; they're great. Keep memeing. <laughs> but you'll see that kind of thing. The 2021 meme is low effort by design. It's funnier when it's low effort, right? You see these things and the text has been blacked out and another font has been written over top of it. It's all part of, the, of that experience. It's part of that kind of uh, what memeing is in 2021. And I wanted... And, and those things exist for the Weekly Planet. There's a Weekly Planet meme page. You can go, and it's very funny. Tons of, tons of the jokes are on there. Um, but what I wanted to do with this is make it 
as accurate as possible to those posters <clears throat> for a few reasons. There's a challenge to that. And when you get it, it's super satisfying. When you can get it, and you're like, yes, that is exactly or as close to the original as possible. Um, super satisfying. And you learn stuff, too. That's another fringe benefit of this is I've, in the past year and a half, my skill set for this kind of thing has grown exponentially. We talked about this the other day where we can drive by a building or you can look at a manhole and you've got that x-ray vision. You've got the experience and, and knowledge and understanding enough that you can just see what is what the skeleton of these mm -hmm. systems is. And you get that a bit with graphic design too. Uh, with typefaces, when I'm driving down the street and a truck is in front of me with an, a logo on it, that you know, a little construction company or something, I can pick out those typefaces usually uh, because there's people tend to pick five or six. What's the top font, Chris? <laughs> there's, there's in movie poster business. I've, this is something I've learned too over the past year and a half. There are definitely some darlings that people use, and they don't seem to get. They never feel overused. And one of the most popular ones is one called Trajan. Pro. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, it's on everything. Everything, like it's on the, the Star Wars prequels. It's on uh, anything that's like John Grisham-y kind of <laughs> dramatic <laughs> thriller. Thing. Yeah, those kind of things. It's, it's Trajan Pro. That's the, the Gladiator font, right? Probably, yeah, I think so. <laughs> anything, anything that's kind of like a thin serifed font that is very Roman-looking. That's the font. Um, so you must kind of get. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it like this because obviously you 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 do have that enjoyment in creating these posters and, and nailing it. So you know if you they they make a, a joke about and I'll just say Gladiator for you know yeah. Trajan Pro reasons. Yes. But you know they make a joke about Gladiator. Do you ever go yes? Like yeah. this. This is a ten minuter. <laughs> oh well, not necessarily for that. Usually, the ones I get excited for are ones that are personal favorites. Sure. Right. Like if it's a movie that I have, like MCU stuff, I always get excited about. What's that. MCU? Sorry. Uh, Marvel. The Marvel. Okay. Sure. Movies. Um, even though those ones are, the, the titles are usually pretty uh, elaborate, so it can be a it can be a challenge to do those. But again. The challenging ones are often the most fun. I sometimes wince a little bit when it's some old movie that they're talking about. You see them on there, like from the 50s or something, because I wonder if anybody knows what this movie is, mm -hmm. particularly when you take the title off and put a new title on. Because part of the joke, part of the enjoyment, I think, in, in going through that feed is you look at that and you see a Star Wars poster, but instead of Star Wars, it says Star Wars, the first Star Wars, original Star Wars, part one. Or <laughs> like, and you go, ha ha. But if you scroll down and it's a Robert Redford dr drama from the, from the early 70s, you don't get that same experience out of it, maybe. But, but on the fonts, yeah, so I've got kind of that internalized x-ray vision. Plus, there are great font identification tools out there. There are font identification forums. So uh, what I'll do if I don't recognize it right away, I'll throw it on an identification tool, and they're, they're pretty good. Uh, sometimes it comes up right away, but if it doesn't come up right away, you're going to get close matches but not exact. And that gets into the realm of 
what happens with a lot of typefaces or title designs is it's a custom font. It's not, it's not something that's put on the computer and type the name out. It's something that somebody has drawn, particularly with those older movies. It's, it's usually hand-drawn and not, not a typeface at all. So when you make these posters and you're, you're, you're editing someone else's work, you're, you're taking a Harry Potter poster or a James Bond poster or you know, a Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones poster, and you're editing them, like, should I call the cops? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> if I was making money off those posters, probably, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. These are intellectual properties. These posters are iconic pieces of art that... that that movie studios and corporations spend many, many, many heaps of cash, uh, boatloads of money. To, sometimes. Yeah, to, to get done. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> or maybe they do when they didn't get their money worth, money's worth. Um, but I, I actually, that kind of comes to a point where that, that, that actually kind of reminds me of something that I get asked a lot, which is, can I buy a copy of this poster? I get DMs all the time. It's like, oh, can I, can, are you selling these posters? I'd love to have this poster. Where can I buy it? The answer is always nowhere because 99% of that poster is still somebody else's work. This is just satire, right? And I'm putting it up on a feed, but I'm not making any money off of that poster. It's just like the, the Twitter's not monetized. Instagram's not monetized. Even if it was, there might be an argument where that's parody or satire, but using so much, such a large quantity of the original design, I think kind of negates that. And that, um, which kind of leads into the reason for why, like for t-shirts, you can buy t-shirts of the title, but not the poster. And you can only buy t-shirts of the title if it doesn't involve a copyrighted character name right so if the guys make up a, a, a movie title that's like Batman punches a clown I, <laughs> I can't make that into a t-shirt because you can't put the word Batman on a t-shirt um, but there but yeah I do by demand put those shirts out there um, because people seem to like them. You know, people like the stuff enough and they kind of want that. They love the joke. They love the podcast. And they want, want something that memorializes that joke. And, and I guess they want something that they have to explain to their friends. Because I, I'm really happy you brought this up because uh, I've scrolled through your, your Instagram. And one joke that happens over and over and over is the James Bond movie that yeah. was delayed, I assume, because of COVID. Yes. Yeah. So, did they talk about that every week? Yeah, I, almost, I got, yeah. Like I'm joking, but there's a there's a T-shirt that you've made. If I'm wrong, please tell me because obviously I'm I'm quoting someone from <laughs> this podcast. But it was like uh, there's simply not enough time for James Bond to die. Is yes, that? Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's the, I think that's what I think that was the original one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no time to die. The latest installment in the James Brown franchise was subject to continual delays due to the pandemic. So it seemed like every week or every other week there was news about that date <laughs> we told you before. That's actually going to be this next date, and it became a running gag uh, where they were saying, using the concept of no time to die, and warping that into 
you know, we're extending the time. We're going to need more time to die. <laughs> uh, we can't find the time. You better book the time to die. <laughs> Clear your calendars and that kind of thing. And actually, <clears throat> that was one of the, I mean, that's a very popular joke. And there's probably nine or ten of those Bond posters on the, on the feed. And so we got a lot of asks for, for a shirt of that. So I took the first one because it was kind of the classic one. And I threw that up there. And that's kind of how I learned some of the, you know, by trial by fire about some of the IP stuff. Because I didn't put the poster up. I just took that text. There's simply not enough time for James Bond to die. Popped it up there. Um, and eventually got a copyright strike on that. So what does that mean? Can you explain that? Yeah. At its core, it's basically one of the corporations who owns that IP has said, you can't sell that because it's a copyrighted name. So that shirt that has James Bond's name in it got a copyright strike. Because of the name James Bond. Because the name's James Bond. So you asked what, very basically it is a corporation who owns the IP has either seen that thing and said, yeah, whoever, you know, the, the company that's selling that, so I sell through Public and Redbubble and, and these places, uh, take it down. Now, the thing with something like a Public or Redbubble, they're not going to get into any issues with these people, even if it is satire or parody, which you could argue, and it's completely legal to use the portion of, of another IP for the purpose of pa- parody or satire. But they're, I mean, they're a company... They're not going to spend a bunch of money defending themselves for some jackass in Canada <laughs> because he wants to make Making a funny Making six James bucks Bond off shirt. a shirt. <laughs> not even. Like, it's it's pennies kind of thing, right? So they just take it down. And that's in their policy. It's like, look, we can take anything we want down. There's nothing you can do about it. Sorry. But that's how we roll. So some of the things like that that are more obvious will, will you know, we'll get a copyright strike. Out of the shirts that you've made that have, you know, become victim to this copyright strike, what is your favorite? Uh, it's probably a couple. One that never really saw the light of day that I was very pleased with. And uh, another that was just astronomically popular. Popular joke, popular design, and uh, ran for a while, but then eventually was recognized as having something that was just too borderline and got taken down. And that's uh, the, the second one is the, is the raw bat, bat and bat <laughs> shirt. Just um, so for the record, that's a, a Robert Pattinson joke about him playing yeah. Batman. So when, when Robert Pattinson was announced, <clears throat> the guys on the, on the podcast, they were like, we should make this kind of amalgamated name, putting bat somewhere in, in Robert Pattinson. They started with Robert Pattinson. Raw Bat Battenson, and they ended on Raw Bat Batten Bat to get as, I guess, as many bats syllables as he could in the name. Um, they were laughing their heads off. Everybody else was laughing their heads off when we listened to the pod. And at one point, I came up, yeah, so that had existed in, in the lore of the podcast for quite a while. And at one point, I kind of just came up with the idea. It was like an like old school '60s Batman logo where it's his head, it's his wings coming out to the sides in that kind of cheesy, hand-drawn font, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I should make something like that design, but change Batman in the center of it to Raw Bat, Bat and Bat. And I did that, and it was very positively received. 
popped it on a shirt, but after a while that, yeah, somebody had issue. And I don't think it was even issue with, you know, the copyright holders that got, got at, after that. It was probably somebody at one of the shirt companies that saw that. Was like, that bears just enough resemblance to something that would... Too many bats. Too many bats. <laughs> we can't have that. And so it was taken down. And that, uh, yeah, that one, I think that one strikes a chord with me more because it was so popular with people. Mm-hmm. And I still, every time I post about a shirt design, I get a message. It's like, I went and looked for the Robert Battenbat shirt and it's not there. Sorry, you know, it's got got struck it got taken down I can't really do anything about it um, and that happens two or three times a week so if um, you know someone is intrigued and wants to have a laugh how how do they find you where where are you on the internet I yeah well, check out the podcast weekly planet it's everywhere everywhere you would get a podcast um, for me if you want to get me on social spots it's Weekly Planet Posters on Instagram, WP Posters on Twitter, although I think if you search for Weekly Planet Posters, you'll find me. Uh, if you're in a position where you want to drop some coins in the hat, I have a Patreon, uh, which is Weekly Planet Posters. Or if you want to grab a T-shirt, then you can uh, public, redbubble.com. Uh, they both have them. Search for the Weekly Planet. You'll see my stuff. No. <laughs> The joke that you made earlier of, you know, somebody just wants to buy a shirt that they have to explain to their friends. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yes, I'll subscribe to their newsletter. Thank you. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much. This was fun and interesting. And uh, I found myself laughing uh, at their jokes, you know, forthhand. It's, it's very, it's very fun. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks to the Maritime Collective for their support in the production of this podcast. Thank you to the Constantines for Young Lions. See you later.